The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. Use them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Oh my, what a week too. At Jeff Ward Show. Post your comments. React, make fun of me, make fun of whatever you want to make fun of. Just bring your A game, make the show better, get to the point. Please don't suck. That's at Jeff Ward Show on X or Twitter, whatever it's called. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I think you'll enjoy, you should enjoy. I think it's something like, I hate to do this, but it's, you need to listen to the first conversation of the podcast because. I could go on and on and on. I won't bore you, but I'm interested in business. I'm fascinated by Steve Jobs. I'm fascinated by markets. That's the stuff I like. It's the stuff I'm schooled in. And there is the most fascinating implosion, intentional implosion by a CEO in my lifetime. And that's Elon Musk. I can't think of anyone as a CEO. There have been plenty of dumb CEOs. There have been plenty of weird CEOs. There have been plenty of bad stuff that have happened to companies. Rarely has someone themselves just been such a continual public knucklehead that they have destroyed and or tanked one business and are on their way to destroying and or tanking another. Listen to the conversation, listen to the points made, listen to what I think are fascinating comparisons between Jobs and Musk, and they're not close. But Elon Musk has had a series of anti-Semitic shares, to be polite, that are, for good reason, blowing up. And that's not a good idea when you're trying to be the face of a couple franchises. That's the conversation. Check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to it. We drop that each afternoon also. Oh, man. What would you like to do, taxpayers? What would you like to do? If you're a taxpayer of the Lake Travis Independent School District, I think you might just be hit with a few new bills. When this first came out, I thought, wow, that's dumb. That proves you how dumb young men are. Every woman that hears the story is going to say, my gosh, you people are stupid. Then a few days goes by. Oh, my, they're not doing anything about it. Oh, my, they're not doing anything about it. Oh, my gosh, a week goes by and now the parents come forward and you're thinking, are you not going to do anything about this? At least kicking these high school guys out of school 
doesn't feel like or sound like a stretch. It feels like a fairly simple, straightforward form of punishment right off the bat, right? Like, oh, you idiots, you almost killed your teammate. Get out of here. That seems like a decent place to start. But they didn't. Nope. And now the parents are justifiably mad. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bad look. So here's here's the scale for all of you. Let me set this up for you. Okay, so I'll set the whole story up, and I'm gonna set the scale up for you, so you can decide what you want to do about this. Because I think you're gonna there's gonna be people that fall on scales here. They're gonna be extreme either way. Are you willing to say? Would you be willing to say? It was a terrible thing to do, no doubt. But the kid didn't get very sick. He didn't die. So let's move on. Are you willing to be in that camp? Okay, there's that. Then there's this other end. Or are you with the crowd that says, they tried to kill him. They need to go to jail. They tried to kill him. Happened to be their teammate to his face. They tried to kill him. Or at least come really close to killing him. So you guys not only need to be kicked out of school, you need to cease, do some time. Okay, there's that. There's that part of the scale, too. I think those are the two ends. I'm not quite sure what more there is. So then you got, is there a middle ground? If so, what's the middle ground? Because there's no, the school's not doing anything. It's like doing the worst thing it could do, which is nothing. It's been out a few days, but now, now the mom is going public. Not happy, obviously, and I suspect, um... The taxpayers are going to pick up the tab here. Uh, can you blame her? So here we go. This is Fox 7 on a report of making national news, started off making national news. I think the first time I read about this was a national story. And, of course, the schools dragged their feet, and now it's a big problem. Rebecca, the spokesperson for Lake Travis confirms that two students coded another student's items and belongings in peanut products. That person was allergic to peanuts. I just think that's awful. Like, that's so mean. It just overall, like, gave me the heebie-jeebies. It's very unfortunate to hear that such an event has happened, and especially intentionally, it seems. Parents say they were surprised to hear about what happened at Lake Travis High. Well, I know that there, like, there has been, like, some hazing and, like, stuff like that, which obviously is still gross and not a good culture. But I honestly haven't heard anything of, like, like, this just seems kind of past that point, just, like, when you're affecting someone's, like, literal health. The school district confirmed with Fox 7 that it was two varsity football players who spread peanut powder and peanut products on a fellow teammate's locker in clothes. The teammate had a severe peanut allergy and broke out in hives. People close to his family say the perpetrators knew about the allergy and even recorded the incident. It's scary to think, like, you know, we are like raising our next generation and if that's what our people are doing and are being taught, then obviously like there's something that we need to look into ourselves in and like that's something that we need to make change for the better for like our children. And so we're not having to send our kids to school worrying that someone else is going to set off their allergic reaction. The district says the students were disciplined, but wouldn't say how. Many Fox 7 viewers reached out and said the punishment included football game suspensions for the players involved. Anshul Varma has kids in an LTISD elementary school. He wants to know what the district will do to make sure something like this doesn't happen again when his kids get to high school. There are so many 
any lockers in the school how would the school authorities kind of prevent something like this happening in future it's a very difficult uh, goal to achieve. The school district says it spoke with all families involved and it understands the frustration and concern from other parents. Crazy to think like in our schools where you're sending your kid where you think they're going to be safe and then they're not. It's definitely will make you think twice. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Um, we we got to make sure we're all clear on this. It's not like it was a horrible accident, like this kid is having his favorite Reese's peanut butter cup and goes, oh my gosh, my teammate's throat closed. It's not accidental at all. That, that comment from the parents saying, well, what's the school going to do to prevent this in the future? What, what do you mean? As in not have students who try to kill the other one? The school that I know of didn't do anything wrong except not doing anything. This was not a horrible mistake. It was not a bad luck. It was not a accidental tragedy. It was intentional. Like in your face intentional. Recording it intentional. This is beyond dumb. Dudes are dumb. Dudes do stupid stuff all the time. There are stupid pranks all the time. Where I mean when, when is a prank assault? There you go. I mean, the sound is, um, I, I don't, I'm not going to stand here and say, I, I don't know that I'm of that camp that says they need to go to jail, but I got to tell you, the response is not helping. It's not helping. It, it, the response has to be, it has to be zero tolerance. Goodbye. Goodbye. I, we're not going to get into prosecuting you or not prosecuting you, but what we're going to do is say goodbye. You can't be here. You can't try to off your teammate and still be at school. Suspending for a game? Suspending for a game? <laughs> really? I mean, that's when you uh, got a six-pack of beer in your car or something. If this, when this first came out, I said this, and I'm going to repeat it again, because something's weird about the response to this, the school's response is, you're begging to be sued. You're just, you're just begging. You got a sign on your forehead that says, come get me now. You really are. I'm not saying you are judge and jury in terms of law, but you are judge and jury in terms of the school, and you are judge and jury in, ter- in terms of your own liability. And you're just, to me, you're begging to get sued and lose, and, and justifiably so. You, you can't let these dudes hang around. You can't. You can't. No way. No way. That's a starting point. I don't know what to do after that, but how much different would the tell? Remember, and I think a lot of us, if you have kids and you've grown, you know, you've grown, grown up with your kids, I, I didn't know anything about peanut butter allergies. I, I didn't know. I, I don't remember as a kid. I just, my first exposure was sitting at lunch with my kids. I got to lunch with my kids every Friday. My first exposure was, why are those kids sitting up on the stage? And then it's the whole peanut allergy thing. So I'm not saying that you were being overly sensitive by any stretch. They knowingly, knowingly did it to them, knowing what would happen. In fact, I believe it's reported. One of them said, could you die? And the guy said, yeah. And these idiots recorded it. Think, think of it this way. If this was pouring alcohol down his throat, would the reaction be different? Right? 
I mean, that's when hazing goes to another level, right? To most people, we know the, how horrible that ends. If this were a few high school dudes pouring grain alcohol down this other dude's throat, would the entire reaction be different? I, I kind of get it how people think maybe prosecution is a good idea. I, I, mean, I don't want to go there. I'm not ready to go there. But I could see how many of you could make that argument. I certainly don't know how anyone... Any thinking person, and I know guys do stupid stuff. I know. Know it very well, but this is beyond stupid. It's the school's reaction or lack of reaction that is just unbelievable here. I mean, it's a story. You know why it's still a story? Because you left it, basically left it alone. Like kicking some guy out when he's going to play a cross-town school that they beat by 70 points is probably not enough. Obviously. Where are you in that scale, right? Where are you? Hey, he survived. I mean, I'm sure there's people. Maybe you're one of these people. He survived it. It was a bad joke. He's okay. Just broke out an hive. The throat didn't close. Let's move on. Are you there? Then you got that other end. No way. This is beyond pranks. This is beyond simple hazing. This is uh, you pr- you looked in his eye and knew exactly what his status was and you tried to hurt him, possibly kill him. Are you in that camp that says you got to be prosecuted or are you with me at least to an extent saying the school's first response should have been, did you do this? You did. Did you know it? You did. Get out. You're gone. You're gone. Step one, you're just gone. All right, 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. It's something we do on Friday. These are songs that no one in their right mind could ever like, did ever like, ever wants to hear again. They haunt you, they torture you. The only thing I remember is the only thing that made this tolerable was that she was hot. That's it. When you're a teenage dude. That's really a stupid song like every other song in the 80s, pretty much. That's the Bangles. That would be, I'm going to guess here, Bangles. Susanna Hoffs is her name. <sighs> Walk Like an Egyptian. That's the trick to songs that suck. Here's what you need to do. When you hear a song that sucks, there's no disputing that. Okay, nobody in their right mind likes it. But you name the song to yourself out loud. Yell it out the window if you want. Name the song. Name the year. Name the artist. Go. Bengals, Walk Like an Egyptian, 1982. Close. Year of my birth, 1986. Hmm. And this video is insane. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awful. Pretty awful. You know, I think Michigan... I think Michigan is heading toward real trouble. I'm now confused how this is going to play out. 
I've ranted. I've got very little energy left to say what a absolute jackass Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, has been throughout the spy scandal. The spy scandal started as a hilarious joke, a Coen Brothers joke featuring a porn star guy, military intelligence guy, traveling around, videoing other teams' signals as they send the place in. It started off as kind of laughable and cute. To me, it left laughable and cute when Jim Harbaugh acted like he was a political prisoner. Jim Harbaugh pushed back. Jim Harbaugh talked about civics and due process, and he lectured all of us how he was being wronged and his team is wronged. And you guys don't know, you don't know right from wrong, everybody. Get out of my face. And, and Jim Harbaugh, who the Big Ten suspended for three games, only from the sidelines of the games, where he gets paid close to $8 million a year, and he's good at it. He's a good coach. He's a jackass. So Jim Harbaugh, all week long, had set up a court date for today. So, quote, he could get his day in court, even though this is not a legal proceeding and his due process, nothing to do with any of this stuff. But, man, he was going to set the record straight. Man, he was going to lecture us all. We were going to learn right from wrong. We're going to learn what it's like to be persecuted as a football coach. And then he backed out because it's true. That's slimy, spineless, hypocritical, condescending, self-centered, punk-ass coach didn't decided not to go to his, quote, hearing to tell us how he was wronged. Instead, he accepted the three-game punishment. Oh, well, so much for your lectures, right, bud? I thought, okay, well, that's the end of it. And I'm wondering now, there's another football part to this. I'm wondering if the cheering sound that you might be hearing would might be coming from University of Texas fans. It might be coming from Alabama fans. It might be coming from Oregon fans. Because his slimy bailing out on this has opened the door even further, hasn't it? Because he turned around and fired a coach today. Uh-huh. We now found out that found out we're finding out it's reported that evidence had been destroyed. Now we're finding out that other people might have been involved in this. I'm not sure this is over. I'm not sure Mr. Um, Nelson Mandela Harbaugh didn't realize I better shut up now because if I talk some more, they're going to dig. And guess what? People have started digging. And you're a liar. You're a liar. And apparently there was more to it than what we've known. So I'm now starting to wonder if the loudmouth, self-centered, jackass coach didn't walk himself into real trouble in terms of having games vacated. I wasn't there throughout the story, but I'm now there. And it's late in the year, which is the best benefit he can get. But it's reported now that NCAA, which is the governing body, which I'm not a fan of, but he told them to F off before. You realize Jim Harbaugh gets suspended pretty regularly because he's full of drama. Now it's reported that evidence is Michigan included booster involvement in attempted destruction of evidence. An assistant coach got fired today. Now I got to believe these things seem to be somewhat connected. Why does this stuff keep happening? 
I think the door is being thrown open for more. I think the coach being a loud mouth, the coach pushing back, I think he had people now saying, you know what, buddy, we're going to look a little bit deeper into this, and all of a sudden we're finding out more and more and more and find out this may be a little deeper than what you pretended, you liar. You liar. You self-centered liar. You walked yourself and your program into real trouble. Now, he'll leave. He'll leave, and he'll get a payday, and he'll be in the NFL. But his lecturing and pointing the finger has invited reporters, good work, has invited the NCAA in further, and now we're starting to find more stuff. Nice job, coach. You screwed over your team. You screwed over your team, you self-centered jackass. Now I'm starting to wonder, the college football selection committee, should this matter? Two weeks ago, I would have said, I don't know that it should matter. I don't know. It was silly. It was funny. It was a joke. He made it not a joke. He pointed the finger back at everyone. And now it turns out that it sounds like you guys were involved in something a little more sinister. Sounds like you took this pretty seriously, you liar. I'm starting to now wonder if that selection committee has to consider this. The NCAA, it's reported this morning, the NCAA presented the University of Michigan with new evidence, including that a Michigan booster may have at least partially funded Connor Stallion's advanced scouting operation and an assistant coach participated in the destruction of evidence on a computer after the scandal broke. I think you guys are in real trouble. And it's your coach's fault. Way to go, loudmouth. I think they're getting busted wide open. So what happens? Oh, I know. Everyone's out to get them. Shut up. No one was out to get him until the coach acted like a fool. He's a fool. He got you into this. Now the question is short term. Okay. This is now starting to get where you can't blow it off. The Big Ten said, serve your three games. We just want to do something, but we don't want to punish Michigan too much because you're Michigan. We just need to do something, right? Because you're really a slimy guy and you're always in trouble. So we got to do something here. Come on, Jim, work with us. They suspended him three games. And then all of a sudden in 24 hours, because he is such a loudmouth hypocrite, the investigations have started. And it gets uglier and slimier and more sinister. And then he's firing a coach today. Why did you fire the coach? Why would the coach talk? Should this be factored into Final Four selections? Because here's the, here's the thought process. This thing is apparently getting bigger and deeper and weirder and dirtier and all that stuff. Destroying evidence is, you know, that's kind of a game changer. Okay. Should the College Football Selection Committee now start to consider that, gosh, if we put them in the Final Four, it's entirely possible we're putting a team in the Final Four that's going to end up forfeiting. How fair is that? Here's the thinking. How fair is that to teams number five through eight? Oregon, Texas, Alabama. Go down the list. I mean, they're gonna it will not take long, and I don't know that I blame those schools to start lobbying publicly saying, wait a second, you're about to send a team to the final four that's gonna end up losing, technically losing all of these games, and it could have been us. What if they win the national championship? We can't, you can't send that team there. They're going to end up having to forfeit these games. The coach is not going to care because he's going to be off coaching the Chargers or the Bears or something. He doesn't care. He's a piece of trash anyway. So think about that. 
the pressure that's now on this committee, I think, is real. I think it is very real. And I do think that if you're sitting there, and look, it's a stupid system. I mean, a committee picking the teams is a dumb way to do it, but it is what it is. And their initial position was, well, we can't factor that stuff in. We can't factor in the future. Well, now you have to. You have to factor in the present. Because if you've got guys going so far as to destroying evidence, which I think it's easy to now believe these are true stories because he's a liar. He's a liar. He's such a liar, he's chickened out his day to testify on his own behalf. He ran away from it. So I think it's pretty safe to assume everything alleged is true. So it goes from goofball porn star guy to assistant coaches now being implicated in destroying the evidence. I don't think you can gloss that over. Now you got a real decision to make, and that is, hey, can we put that team in if next August that team ends up going 0-12 because they've been forced to forfeit and vacate these wins? How unfair that would be. This is an argument for all of you. Think about this. How unfair would that be to teams 5, 6, 7, and 8? One of which is Texas. Unless they lose, which they might. <laughs> right? This whole thing has gone, I, because of him, it's gone to a different place. And I'm, I'm thrilled with it. I hate that these programs, these players would get punished. I hate that they would have to forfeit games because their coach is slime. Because he hires people that are slime. He's ruining it for you guys. Ruining it. The next level of this is, once you're past hating on Jim Harbaugh, which any normal, decent person should, the next level is, wow, should they get in the Final Four? Can they and should they? Can this be a factor and should this be a factor? Not just because you don't like them and you want to punish them, but because these games... Now it sounds like they're going to end up having to forfeit these games. It won't happen tomorrow. It's going to be six months from now. There's my rant. It does, doesn't come anywhere close. This made me laugh just because he makes me laugh anyway. Chris Russo, Mad Dog Russo, been in New York forever. Uh, he's on ESPN. <laughs> and I got to give him credit because he, he's now adopted... I'm going to go nuts. There's a section like what makes me mad or something on the ESPN show in the morning. And he goes on these just out of control rants. Out of control rants that he's been pulling off for decades. Playgate and you guys out there in Radio Land, bury the Astros. Bury them. And somehow Michigan got a raw deal? Nonsense. Michigan went out there and freaking had everybody at these games. The stupid guy with the mustache in a Central Michigan game. <laughs> and I'm supposed to feel bad for Michigan that they got wrong? What are you, crazy? Again, Michigan thinks they're above it all. Michigan thinks they're bigger than you. Michigan thinks they got such a decent academic school and everything else. Let's never forget that Michigan won a chip and well, got to the Final Four with, the fab f with that Fab Five. How'd that work out? Or the money they paid those guys to go to play at Michigan. Cheat their ass off to get those guys there. And I like Fisher, but you got to be fair. My God. 
And this whole thing that Harbaugh is somehow wronged, that is the biggest bunch of nonsense I've ever heard in my life. And now Harbaugh is going to do us a favor, and he's going to talk on Friday. We have asked Harbaugh to talk about this for three months. He has said absolutely nothing. He's hid from the media. Hey, Jim, why is this Michigan Stanford, the Central Michigan game? Why did you guys buy tickets for every Big Ten road game so you can have your guys look at the opposite sideline and see the uh, score and see the press boxes to decode signs? One thing about him, he always ends up in like way past history. How you can end up (laughs) talking about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh present day and end up with the Fab Five scandal of the 90s, right? Was that early 90s? That's what Mad Dog does. He will end up in, it could end up in the 1930s if he keeps going. And by the way, Michigan is better than an okay academic school. It's a really, really good public school, and that's disturbing on every level. This, this man has embarrassed a good school. He's now got, I think he now has you in real trouble. I can't believe you did this stuff. I can't believe you would be so stupid to destroy it. What is it, Watergate of spying on Purdue, man? You're spying on Purdue. You've got to be kidding me. But you're such a devious liar. You thought you'd just get past it until you got your day in court. Then you weaseled out. All right, some responses on, do you think... You think the selection committee has to factor this in? I know Texas fans and Alabama fans are going to be biased and say, "Yeah, right on, punish him, kick him out, blah blah blah." But I, I'm consider myself objective, and I, I'm, I think this is now a real problem for them uh, in terms of this year and what happens. Here we go to Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Does such a good job by the CEO too. Nice job. Way to work with your advertisers, Elon. At Jeff Ward Show. Overreaction because of where this occurred, little to no action is taken. If this had happened in Esau, and would it be handled differently? Fair point. Fair point. Talking about the Lake Travis thing, fair point. It's a bad, bad look, man. I, I, I cannot believe someone didn't walk down the hall and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. These guys got to go. No, no, we, they got to go. No, we can't invite this. We can't invite the scrutiny, and here it is. You know, he says, would it be handled differently if it were an East Austin school? I'm saying, would this, would the tone and discipline, any discipline, be handed down if it was alcohol and not peanut butter? At Jeff Ward Show, not saying those high school football players should be prosecuted, but what they allegedly did, it's not allegedly, they did it. Okay? They did it. And they videoed it. But what they allegedly did meets the definition of aggravated assault, second-degree felony. In this case, the peanut products were capable of causing serious bodily injury or death. Yes, that's why I brought up the alcohol. They were pouring grain alcohol down his throat. I believe they would have been kicked out and, two, probably prosecuted. At Jeff Ward Show, I had mentioned previously that this Lake Travis peanut butter incident reminded me of Beavis and Butthead, but after hearing the news story, it sounds more like something they would do on the show Jackass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can we add the other layer? It's your teammate. It's your teammate. It's it's your friend. 
It's your classmate. It's the person you look right in their face. And he says, don't do that. It could kill me. Don't do that. That's your teammate. All right, phone number is 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. doubt about this that would be named the remember the game is artist year song title artist is Katrina and the Waves I assume they've never done anything else except this horrific peppy song Katrina and the Waves Walking on Sunshine I'm going to say 1985 or 6 or 7 83 crap whatever sure is lousy Every drill teamer loved this one. It makes me angry. Uh, interesting who Texas A&M is going to hire. Apparently they, quote, have already interviewed Jeff Trader, who's a coach at UT San Antonio. Um, been around a long time. The dude's done a bang-up job there. But I'm happy to explain, as I've done already once this week, you got to be careful of the assumption that grinding and winning and working hard at a mid-level school is not the job description is different at a football factory at a blue blood it's a different job description so be very careful well, he knows football is winning yeah the streets are littered with these dudes who look like they're on a high trajectory but when they take over a blue blood program the job description is different the work rate the diff- the work you do is different you're not a football coach anymore so he's been interviewed Dan Campbell is the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Very famous. Well, he's an Aggie. I don't know what else to say. He's from the area, too. Dan Campbell, um, I'm not sure he'll be coach of the year, but the Detroit Lions for the first time in our lifetime matter. I mean, I can't think of any time in my life outside of talking about Barry Sanders that they matter. They suck, always. They are on their way to getting a one or two seat in the NFC. It is a great story. It's cool. It's uh, He's an interesting dude, Dan Campbell. And the discussions, I think I started this probably back in August. wonder if that dude would take it. Because I need to let you know, for a lot of jobs in the NFL, Dan Campbell included, you don't see the kind of money Jimbo Fisher did. Dan Campbell's probably making about 3 or $4 million a year coaching Detroit. The NFL doesn't act like colleges. It doesn't have play money. He takes it very seriously, and they operate business models. So he's making about $4 million a year, so logic says, gosh, A&M will throw crazy money at you. Why wouldn't he take it? Um, 
Mike Florio and Chris Sims. Chris Sims, who played at Texas, should know something about A&M. They do a show together. I, I think it's a really good show. It's smarter. And they jumped into this, I think it was this morning. I started things up a little bit yesterday, and I wasn't trying to. Somebody I know, somebody I trust, somebody who's in the broader NFL machinery planted the idea in my head of Texas A&M making a run at Dan Campbell. For that. And anybody who dismisses that out of hand just doesn't get it. Look at the money in college football. Look at what they're paying Jimbo Fisher to go away. Dan Campbell is from Texas. Dan Campbell went to Texas A&M. Dan Campbell loves Texas A&M. If there's any program that he's going to think twice about, that's the one. Yeah. And if there's any program that can dump a massive bag of money, more than what he's getting paid, double or triple of what he's currently getting paid by the Lions, if they can dump that on his desk, that is at least something for him to think about. And at a minimum, maybe it gets the Fords to sell a few more Edsels so they can pay him what he deserves. But this is a great moment for him. This is his ship is coming in, and either he jumps onto a much bigger one or the one he's on recognizes what he's doing and scratches off a few more bucks. Yeah, to okay, make it- good points, as usual. Smart show. Um, all true. Uh, the, the money that, that colleges will throw is dumb money. Guaranteed money. It's a completely different world and universe than the NFL. Dan Campbell came out today and said, I'm not going to take the gig at AM, but I'll help him in any way I can. Now, there's a few ways you can look at that. One, Dan Campbell is going to sit there, as Florio just pointed out, and say, you know what? I'm going to get some leverage. I'm only making $4 million, and I got the number one seat of the NFC. I need to get paid more. So he's going to use it. And colleges are dumb enough. They're not smart. They don't, they don't know what they're doing here. I got to tell you, they don't know. They're going to get played. Agents are going to play this very easily. They're going to A&M talk, talking up A&M. Now, the money may be big enough that he would jump to A&M. I'm here to tell you the job is different. It is a completely different job. He's a football coach now. You go to A&M and you're a sugar daddy ass kisser and you're... Kissing the ass of 17-year-olds. That's what you do. That's your job. You're a salesperson and a closer. So I I think he knows that stuff. So is he playing this? Is he getting leverage? He could be. There's no way this guy is going to bail. He can't. This This is a coaching job of a lifetime. You are coaching the Detroit Lions to a number one seat in the NFC. You can't let that go right now. No way. He can't stop and say, you know what? I love A&M. I love Caldwell. I'm out of here. No way. No. I, I think it's great that a would try to get him. I think it'd be cool if they did. NFL guys are better coaches than college guys. But I'm happy to explain that it's just a different world. And I don't know. I, I don't see him taking it. Then, as I'm thinking about Dan Campbell, the little that I know, I stumbled across an awful moment, in my opinion. So this is Dan Campbell this season. He is the current head coach, and, and like I said, they've never won in my life, and they're going to be a one or two seed. 
Maybe he takes the AM gig. I don't know. Either way, he's in a great, great spot professionally. But I'm not going to defend what a knucklehead he was, nor am I going to defend the knuckleheaded interviewers. Who are these 19-year-olds? What is this conversation? Here comes some podcast with their hats on backward and neck beards talking to Dan Campbell about a live lion. What I would really love to do just in general, and I've talked to Sheila about this. I, I don't think we're going to be able to do it, but I would love to literally just have a pet lion. Yes. Just, just a legit <laughs> pet lion on a chain, a big ass chain. And he just, he really is my pet. We just walk <laughs> around the building. We go out to practice. We're at seven on seven. We're behind the kicker when he's kicking. We're just, <laughs> there we are. You know on the I mean? sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you know what you should do is you should get, you should get two of them and put them on each sideline and just teach the guys not to go out of bounds. Dude. Don't try to be, don't, don't Good avoid idea, contact. beard. And I, on command, you could train him. Like if one of your groups isn't doing well, you could just take him over to their section and just have him take a dump right there in the middle of where their section is at and then bring him on back. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Be outstanding. Before, I, before the game, you could walk the Lions up and down the opponent's sideline and have yeah, them pee and yeah. poop all over the sideline, yeah. and then they have to deal with that all game. Yeah. That would be that would be outstanding. We're going somewhere. The problem, I don't know if Pete is going to allow that. It's yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Me, though, we would take great care of it. It would be fed well. It would be petted. It would be manicured. I might end up losing an arm because of it, but that would be even better, you know, because it would validate what this is a freaking, this is a creature now. This is an animal. This thing is, this is from the wild. Joseph Francis Tribune here. Okay, well... Yeah. How about that, huh? You feel a little smarter now, don't you? <laughs> don't you feel like you just... Uh, you've added a few IQ points after that discussion. I don't know which part is dumber. The guys hosting the show or the coach who wants to walk the line around the field. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.